every Monday of game week, we come to you on location from the University of Oklahoma, deep, deep within Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium, because over the last, well, in Coach Venable's first year, Monday really became a day where it was, all right, let's knock everything out on Monday, which is great, right? It's it, Let's get it done and let's go, and this team doesn't have to where at this team, maybe more specifically Coach Venables, only has to worry about those media responsibilities on Monday and Tuesday, and then the rest is, you know, left lane hammer down to the game day. So I'm I'm pumped, dude. I, and, again, I let's get all of the, the little cliches out of the way here, Josh. Good morning, Josh Elmer. How are you, bud? Uh, good morning. Happy game week. Game we week. made it. All right. Um, it's uh, You hit it. We finally made it. Never thought we'd get here. <laughs> yes. Um, real football week. There was a may he R.I.P. Uh, a host in OKC that would always call this real football week. Um, what else? What else can we get to? Oh, the off season, never ending off season. Tired of realignment. Let's talk football. What's some other things that will be said quite a bit here today on the on the bingo board? for Monday of the opening weekend of college football phrases we'll hear nonstop. Well, that was a great commitment, but I'm just ready to watch this team play football. (laughs) That laugh that Toby and TJ play all the time, I think you just drew that out of me. I think It's like, I mean, recruiting's great and all, but I'm really here for football. I'm really here for the game. Right. Man, thank goodness that went well on Saturday. You want to talk about feeling like we're in a whole different world right now, Josh. I mean, whole, whole different world right now. David Stone commits, and suddenly the birds are chirping. Skies are cleared up a little bit. You got a football game this weekend. Suddenly, Winari's wearing OU gloves again, so everyone in Missouri's freaking out. Suddenly it goes from... We can't close the door on a five-star to, oh, David Stone, and let's go. Right? It's pretty pretty crazy how that works out, isn't it? It's uh, a mood swing city, but you know what? I'm here for the mood swing. I was trying to explain. There was a handful who got it this weekend up in beautiful scenic Wood River, Illinois. I was trying to explain to people why I was – constantly refreshing Twitter and when you try to explain recruiting and the passion behind it to someone who doesn't really follow sports Josh you sound like a crazy person (laughs) I'm just going to uh, Jamie Clark and Mark Reed they're one of two couples that 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 we went to high school together with and they're married the same class Jamie was I had the biggest crush on Jamie Reed or Jamie Clark oh had the biggest crush on her. Uh, and I was sitting with her and then one of my other friend's wife, and we were talking. She goes, so, what, like, like what What do you do? What do you do now that the, the season's not here yet? I'm like, well, right now I'm waiting on this high school kid who's from Oklahoma, but he plays in Florida, and he's down to Oklahoma, Michigan State, and Miami, some think maybe Texas too, 
and he's going to decide where he's going to go to college. And she's like, oh, so does that mean he's officially going to school there? I'm like, well, I mean, not really. Not really. I mean, it, you don't sign till December. And she said, well, why does he announce it now? It's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And she goes, and you talk about this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, incessantly. I'm, I'm like, yeah, a lot. She goes, wow. She goes, and people, like, care about him? I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. Hold on, hold on. Ah, he's coming to Oklahoma. He's coming. He's coming to Oklahoma, baby. Everyone, like, looks at me like I'm a crazy person. I'm like, so, yeah, so anyway, it's basically this 18-, 19-year-old's decision, it kind of describes and, and, and decides the mood that we're going to be in for the next uh, four or five months. She got up and walked away from me after that. I'm just going to tell you right now. Go try to explain recruiting and the passion for it to somebody that doesn't care about sports. It's hilarious. Her loss. She she just doesn't understand. And then when you're done explaining that, impress them by talking about fantasy football. Well, you see, it's not a real football team. It's my football team. But, I mean, I don't – like, I'm not the GM, but I am the GM. (laughs) It was awesome. I was really happy for Sooner Nation. Uh, I was really happy for Todd Bates. I mean, we, we've got Todd today. we got Coach on Coach's Corner. But, I mean, again, I want to remind everyone we, we can't talk about recruits with coaches until they're signed. And it was just really, you know, it's exciting, I, I, I bet, for everyone in that room and, and everyone within that program because, to me, and Josh, you cover it nonstop for Locked On Sooners. This station, as I've said many times, is – as into recruiting because you demand that. Travis and Parker, they work their backside off. Tyler has become an incredible resource for recruiting information. And it matters, right? It matters. So to me, you can correct me if I'm wrong, David Stone kind of has that Pied Piper feel to him, and he started right away. I mean, he started right away on Twitter. He commits... I don't necessarily know if I buy that he didn't make that decision until in that moment, <laughs> which I, I, I think I saw a lot of people were like, what? But to me, I, I think he's one of those guys that people don't like this comparison, I'm sure. But, you know, when Caleb committed and then eventually signed, the Sooner Summit and things like that, they, they, they go out and they draw people in and they want to be a part of it. And to me, maybe it's something that I overvalue. But I know if I was being recruited and I was a five-star guy behind how much money are you going to pay me, knowing that I'm wanted there by guys who are going to be in my class and people that I know can can make me better and are really good, I don't know, Josh, that seems like it would be a really big deal to me. Well, you want to play with great players. And based on what uh, I was watching this weekend, yeah, David Stone looks like he's going to be pretty special at uh, at Oklahoma. I mean, the way he's getting off of blockers and – getting into the, into the backfield uh, consistently in a showcase high school game. He's a special talent, and a special talent like that tells me, you know what, eh, not the worst idea to go uh, pair my future with his. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks, man. And it's it's buyed by the fact that those moves you needed to see. This – I had preached on Friday – Regardless of which way it goes, as Coach Merv used to always tell us, don't let your highs get too high, don't let your lows get too low. Oklahoma was going to be headed to the SEC, and 
trying to win games even if David Stone had committed somewhere else on Saturday night. But there's something about a big win for a five-star prospect that, uh, it dare I say, warms the soul a little bit, Josh. Yes, uh, it is heartwarming. Indeed, indeed. Did you, uh, did you see Colin Kennedy's tweet that he threw out? Uh, he said, I got to share the news with Zion Kearney that David Stone had committed to Oklahoma. He looked at me like he had just won the lottery. Quote, oh, he did? I didn't even see. My boy <laughs> committed. That's a big one for us. I'm excited for what we're bringing for the class of 2024. It's just something that tends to bring everyone in. McQuistian had a tweet this weekend about the overall number of five stars brought in by Brent Venables as opposed to, you know, after he had left or at least a period after he had left and then into the Lincoln era. And it was was pretty incredible. It really, truly was. He's – if there is one area – or BV's hit home runs, it's bringing in those five-star defensive linemen. It's bringing in those guys that, you know, he's ending that, that end up becoming difference makers. That's – it's not as if you needed this to feel good about things, but it just adds to that juice, that excitement, that energy leading up to the start of the season. Oh, here it is. Here, here's that number. Good work by Josh McQuistion on this. Coach Venables, in 15 years in Norman, has landed five five-star prospects, an average of one per three years. In the nine years without him on the defensive side of the football, zero five-stars. Add in Coach Bates and Miguel Chavis, and that trio is averaging a five-star a year, which, as we've learned, you've got to be incredible in the trenches in the SEC, in college football, period, to win games. I don't know how much more to say about it, Josh, except that's incredibly reassuring for those who had maybe been a little bit downtrodden on the recruiting trail. They still got to sign him. I don't think Michigan State or Miami are going to stop recruiting him. So you're still recruiting him, but to get that commitment, big deal, man, this weekend, big deal. The historical context of it there, too, it's – it's hard to land these types of talents, uh, and I know that it's Oklahoma, so the, the expectation should be, again, to attract, get commitments from, and then sign the David Stones of the world, but it just shows you that not everybody can do it, and Brent Venables and these guys around him, well, they can do it, and they have done it. Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, all right, anything else to add on the Stone commitment? from Saturday night that caught your eye? Oh, I just think that he's got the chance to be a transcendent talent. You know, I hate to put that much on on one commitment and one eventual signing in some ways, but watching him rush uh, a passer the way that he does against the players that he was doing that against, Plank, th- this is someone that absolutely has the chance to help morph the future prospects of this program. He's got a chance, doesn't he? He's got a really, really good chance. All right, recruiting in the rear view. If you want to react to David Stone, feel free to do so. Parker is back. I think he's back. I would assume he's back. It's game week. He's probably back. Uh, he and Steelman will be all over it coming up from noon to 2 today and then locked in from 12 to 1. 
we're on we're on to Arkansas State, Josh. We're on to the Red Wolves. Before we take a break, we wanted to take a moment, at least for me, and I'm sure for Josh. I never want to speak for you, Josh, but just to send our our deepest thoughts and condolences to those in Dell City and Choctaw after the shooting at the football game on Friday night. It's never a good thing whenever you're, you're seeing our hometowns on the local news. And Dell City has incredible people that work at that school. Choctaw is an incredible school, an incredible city. Now, our hearts break with the tragedy of the young man that lost his life. But th- this has got to end. This has got to end. They shut down Booker T. Washington's game on Friday night because of a threat. Sad. Uh, I, I hope we I hope we grow from this because there's no way it can get any worse and any more senseless than someone who lost their life at a high school football game or any beef that started at a high school football game. I mean, what are we doing? But for the Choctaw and the Dell City families, you know, our thoughts, and we'll continue to work to try to make sure that these high school football games, these environments are safe places where everyone can feel like they're going to get to enjoy life. They're going to get to enjoy one of the fine things without constantly looking over their shoulder. It's five, se- oh, hold on. It's nine seventeen. when we come back. All right, it's game week. So let's ask that question. What are you most looking forward to? What do you need to see? We've done this bit leading into spring. We did this bit leading into the start of practices. Now with all of the practice kind of thoughts that you've accumulated and all the team source notes that you've read and all of the message board conversations. Let's get after it. It's Josh on Plank. It's Plank Show right here on The Ref. I wanted to give kudos to our team real quick before we get to some OU Arkansas thoughts. Our high school football coverage on Friday night, it it rocks. It absolutely rocks. KRefSports.tv, in-depth with just about, you name a sport, we're covering it at KRefSports.tv. So kudos to you, Josh. Kudos to Perry Spencer. I know Connor Pasby is very much involved on that side of things. We'd love to... We'd love to get you and your business more involved in the community. I mean, nothing is more ingrained in the community than KREF and KRefsports.tv. They're covering everything. So you can learn more by logging on to KRefsports.tv. I mean, I'm just – we got to call a big upset. Well, I guess somewhat of an upset on Friday night. It's a fun weekend. And then you now get things – are you fired up for the uh, Crosstown Clash? I'm ready. I'm ready. We'll get to uh, talk to – Sat down with Norman High last week for our okay. coaches show over at Buffalo Wild Wings right off of Highway 9 here in Norman. We've got coaches shows every Wednesday across the, the metro at uh, the various Buffalo Wild Wings location. But I sat down with Norman High football last week. We'll talk to Norman North on the eve of the Crosstown Clash this Wednesday. So, yeah, no, it's it's here. I'm looking forward to it, man. It's, uh, it's time, right? It feels like the right time. I'm ready to go call the football game again. Do you know what? Looks like it's trying to cooperate with us, a skosh. The weather, it's trying to. Dude, I was home this weekend. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but it was, it was raining. I woke up to thunderstorms on Saturday morning. And I felt like I saw, because, you know, the family comes over in the morning, and as it was raining, like, yeah, it's thundering outside. 
Ellie's game got canceled so-and-so. I'm like, you know, we could really use this in Oklahoma. I bet I said that like a thousand times. It literally became a crutch crutch phrase. You know, when a Valley girl says, actually, actually, that's kind of how I was with that. It was like, man, we could use this in Oklahoma. Let me tell you something. We could really use this cloud cover right now. You know what my yard looks like? And we got a game on Saturday. We could really use this in Oklahoma. Have you heard about the heat dumb? It has just been terrible. <laughs> oh man, I want to do. I want to do a segment with the coaches because you know, obviously, gotta have Brad Beller on. We gotta talk about Washington. Big one coming up this weekend for the Warriors, right? I mean, must. Then we've got Norman and Norman North. We gotta get the coaches in the house. Get them in studio. Can we do that? I, I would imagine we can, and if not hmm. that, I, I, you know, on you the know phone lines. <laughs> well, right, <laughs> on the phone lines, fairly uh, easy, fairly doable. Okay, all right, we need to do that. High school football coverage, KRefSports.tv, the Norman, Norman North on Thursday night. It's a simple question I'll ask you now on the ref with Josh on Plank. This is the home of Sooner fans. Four zero five six five one three four three nine. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. And you can do it the old-fashioned way. You can call and yell into your cell phone, 405-329-9000. That's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. I feel like what we're looking forward to, for me at least, Josh, is who won those depth chart battles. Now, let me defend it and, and clarify by saying this. It's not always who starts the game that ends up playing the most. There might be a different formation that the opposing team's going with, so that requires either an extra lineman or maybe an extra uh, corner or or safety in the game, whatever, whatever it might be. I know a lot of it is is from an alignment and what the opposing team does perspective. But I want to see who who wins the the depth chart battles. I want to see who wins the corner opposite Woody Williams. Woody Washington, already doing it. Woody Washington. I want to see, you know, just how much we see of Justin Harrington. I think we all feel like Desan McCullough is going to be that starter at the Roy back, at the Cheetah. But I just, I mean, are we going to see more of Justin Harrington? And what does that look like? Who gets the nod next to Danny Stutzman? Sounds like it's a three-person race there. Who is... What's that rotation look like? Because we are going to see a lot of guys in the interior of the defensive line. I think we all kind of know what the edge feels like it's going to look like with Bothroyd and, and Downs. I, I think Adebaye excuse me, is going to get some snaps. I'm sure it'll be situational stuff. But you know, how, how many guys? There were five guys in that edge rush rotation last year. How many are in that rotation? Is it? Is it more? Is it infinitely more? Is it more fine-tuned? I can't wait to see that. Who who gets that first carry? Is it Javante Barnes? Is it Gavin Sawchuck? Is it Tyree? I mean, is there's is it one of the freshmen? Is it Marcus Major? And I feel like, you know, when we go through the six or seven wide receivers, you know, we can mention about eight or nine that we've heard from, but – what does that snap count look like for the receivers, right? Is it, is it more with Sawchuck and Drake on the field at the same time? Is it more with Anderson and Gibson on the field at the same time? Is it, 
Is it more just receivers in general? Because, speaking of depth chart, Josh, no one is really kind of impressed as tied into. So that's that's still a bit of a work in progress, though. I'll say it every single time, and not just because his mom's awesome, but I think Kane Helms has a chance to be a big-time difference maker for him. But, again, that's with his injury he went through, it's like a true freshman. He's still learning. So I, I, I think Llewellyn has a chance. But, again, guy coming off an injury. Those are the things that I'm intrigued by because I feel like offensive line set outside of what that depth might look like. We know that the quarterbacks won two, Gabriel Arnold. Got a good idea, you know, the safety position. But those are some of the questions that I have, and I guess in the end it all circles back to like a depth chart conversation, right? It does, and how much of that do we think is finalized when it's released Tomorrow. Oklahoma State had either 16 or 18 oars on its depth chart. I would assume that OU would be fewer, but I'm willing to bet there's going to be quite a few, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think back what uh, last year's looked like. I can go look right now, leading into the first game. I felt like, listen, we've been – We've been nonstop talking about depth charts at this point of the season for, you know, eons, right? Eons. And Lincoln didn't really give you too terribly much. Coach Stoops, I I mean, I felt like he did, right? It wasn't wasn't as if it was too much of a secret, but in that same vein, Josh, I don't – I also don't feel like that, you know, it's a piece of paper, right? Many of these coaches put too terribly much into it, but in that it's it's a piece of paper that kind of indicates what that rotation might look like. So I, it's a good question. I don't I don't remember having too many oars on last year's depth chart. I'm looking at it. Oh, you got it before I did. My computer does not like me to. I'm looking at it, and at the top there were no oars hmm. offensively, so it was figured out there. And then defensively, defensive tackle, you had an or between Jordan Kelly, Jalen Redmond, Jeffrey Johnson, or Isaiah Coe. So there's two right there. And let's see, the third would have been at free safety, Key Lawrence, or Justin Broyles. So, you know, and, and further down the depth chart, you know, second string, third string, and a couple of spots, there were some ors there. But generally speaking, you know, outside of uh, those couple of names on defense and putt return, there wasn't a ton and kick return. There wasn't a ton of oars. You know, there's not going to be an oar on the offensive line. That's set. Rouse, left tackle. Savion Bird, left guard. Rame center. What? But Matora, right or left guard? Whichever one, him or Bird, or I, I get it turned around all the time. And then, of course, Guyton at right tackle. You feel like you're three receivers, right? Craig Moore, ladies and gentlemen, this is the week when Craig Moore shines, baby. His favorite week of the year. Are you ready to not sleep anymore, bud? Already not. <laughs> uh, Jalil Farouk, Drake Stoops, and what, Angel Anthony? Probably the, the three receivers. Austin Stogner is going to be at the top of the tight end. They'll probably be an or as a backup. I mean, we could go through this and do it for every position, but there's just not a lot of places – like offensively, running back, right? I mean, if Barnes and Sawchuck are that close, but what did what did even 
What did Marco Murray say whenever he was at media day? I know it's going back a couple of weeks now, but, hey, they want a guy to step up and be that number one guy. So maybe maybe there won't be an or there as far as the starters are concerned. And by the way, Scary Gary, it's a great point, but listen, is my if there is one thing, and I do mean one thing, that I take from that I take from Arnie Spanier, it's this. The show is today. So when you say, and you're right, <laughs> the depth chart battles won't be over till week four, you my friend, spot on. Bad news though. We've got many, many shows to go before that point. And even at that point, the battle is staying healthy, right? No doubt. And here's the deal, though. A lot of this I do think is sorted out by the time we kick this thing off versus Arkansas State. And so what are those guys going to look like? Mm -hmm. How long are they playing versus uh, the Red Wolves? Uh, You know, how much rotation is there going to be at wide receiver? I mean, there's some interesting questions to be had. Is yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a a never ending question, I think, for some. So it's nine thirty four, Josh. Let's get yours next. Yeah, I got a few rolling in on Twitter at Plank Show at Josh on Ref. Uh, you can hit us up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line four zero five six five one three four three nine. For me, it's okay. Who who won the depth? Who won the battles? Who's the starters? Knowing there's a lot of snaps, it'll be you know doled out. But that's one of the more intriguing questions for me going in to Saturday morning. And we're talking about it all week long right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Listen. Listen, 918. We're not doing this. Don't start. Did you see that? Who's Adebaye? Adebaye. Bore. Adebaye. I misspoke. There was a guy named Adebaye who played here. Pros named Adebaye. Adeboju, Adebaore. Sorry. It's going to happen a lot this year. Obviously, you knew who I was talking about. <laughs> Don't, why, why are people smarmy this morning? It's game week. You should be in a good mood. Well, you never know. Maybe they're thinking that, is there a player that I, I don't know about? No, don't. You def- You know better than that. That's exactly <laughs> not what's happening here. Probably not, but you just never know. So, the funny thing, <laughs> the funny thing that you hear from people that see him play or see him practice is, you know what the common, common response is? Who's 34? That's uh, a good response. Wow. Dude is a beast. Well, and if he's great, and I think they've landed a future star in stone, mm. and who knows what else they get. They're headed in the right direction here, but it's it's exciting. Let's see how this all starts to come together now with some of these yeah. guys that are already on campus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I am – I wonder – how much is how much is Justin Harrington going to play a lot right from and by that I mean the the conversation heading into last year was dude Justin Harrington's been hit a camp playing real well and then you just didn't really see him that much right I don't want to say it was lip service but it just never materialized him in the uh, never really materialized in the um, in the season number two is 
is the whole idea that, yeah, you know, we've, we felt like we, we wanted to play, we should have played the younger guys more and things of that nature. Is that going to be like that storyline? Is that making sense? In other words, is that kind of lip service? Or will we see some of these young guys beyond just the one series or two that they did during the season at Iowa State? And I think they did it again the following week, too, last year. Do we truly see more young guys? It's a great question. I would say yes, probably. I don't think that – I mean, obviously, you're not going to see Oklahoma roll out eight true freshman starters. But uh, I do expect Adebare. I expect Bowen. I expect both of those guys to play for Oklahoma. Petaway, I think, has a chance to factor in at wide receivers. So, yeah, they're going to have some young guys playing, I think. Don't you? I mean, if not immediately, then at some point this year. Um, Guy writes, real question here, not sarcasm. (laughs) What did you hear that makes you believe that Deshaun is starting? Our favorite two-star linebacker is convinced he's not. <laughs> he would know. I just, I just assumed. I'll. Can I speak in code real quick, Josh? Yes. Uh, turn the mics off. <laughs> the, the Toby bit. I'll know a little bit more tomorrow, but not for the show. I mean, tomorrow afternoon, and maybe we'll learn from there. We'll see. I think he. I think he's going to play a lot. You know, I don't know. The one thing that you always find out, Josh, and we're going to get to the phone, so hang in there, True, and I want to get yours. We, we don't know who's truly banged up, right? The Big Ten has announced they're going to have teams have active and inactive reports. So I don't know if – I don't know if it's a situation where there might be a few guys that are a little bit dinged and they'll hold them out. I mean, that happens every single, every single opener. But in, unless I, unless I missed something, Josh, I don't remember hearing of any major injuries. Right? It it doesn't sound like it through camp. No. What are you most looking forward to? Versus Arkansas State for Oklahoma. Correct. You know, I think just the transfer portal additions. Okay. There, there's so many new faces, and I know that's pretty broad, but in a game where we're going to see a lot of rotation, you would think, right? Mm-hmm. Assuming that uh, this goes well and you can roll it up a little bit, then uh, I think we're going to see a lot of new faces, and I just want to see how those guys collectively look because uh, it feels like in 2023 a lot of Oklahoma's overall prospects, their fate – it's going to be tied to, okay, is, uh, is Bothroyd a difference maker for Oklahoma? You know, Rouse, how's he holding up on the outside? Mm-hmm. Guyton, if you want to toss him into that mix, uh, though it's, you know, obviously a, a year later. So there's a lot of transfer in faces for Oklahoma that you're counting on. And w- what do those guys look like? I think that's the big story for me. Right. True Sooner, what say you? It's game week. Welcome to the Plank Show. What's going on, True? I got a pet peeve. Go ahead. So, so you're talking about what? You, what word did you use? Swarmy people, swarky people. Smarmy, smarmy, smarmy. How do you? How would you spell that? S M A R M Y. Smarmy. Smarmy. Okay. So my question is, with OU fans, I'm sure there's a lot of fan bases like this, and this is a, a station that follows 
you know, OU fans, I mean, follows OU recruiting and follows the OU side better than anybody, obviously, in the country and all that kind of stuff. So why is it that – I know you may have already talked about this. I missed the first part of your show. That's fine. David Stone, we have, we have a great celebration of minds, I think. I'm thinking to myself, we really need this commitment. Let's get it. It'll turn things around, which it probably – I'm not turning things around because they've already been doing well, but as far as defensive tackles go, it'll, it'll give a different mindset on that. And I'm all happy, and I flip over to Facebook or mm-hmm. whatever your favorite media, and the first thing I see are like, seriously, like eight of the first 15 comments are, oh, this guy's going to flip. <laughs> I saw this, that. This guy is a flip. I saw that. Mom, mom, and, mom and dad are going to get the money bag down the road. He's not coming here. I'm, can we not be just can – we, can we be happy for just one evening? I mean, can we celebrate for one day? What, just give me two hours. How about two hours? And it was funny because I was talking to my buddy, Pastor Adam. Uh, well, I, I guess we weren't talking about it. But we were kind of joking about it. How many people immediately are like, all right, what about Winari? What about Winari? What about Winari? In other words, it's either paranoid, true that he's going to uh, flip and not sign, <clears throat> excuse me, or then it's like, okay, well, we got David Stone, and instead of, yeah, we got a five-star, it's all right, let's go get the guy that just went to Missouri. All right, let's go. It's – there's there's no like in between. It's you want it all or, or or nothing at all. I'm not saying be. I'm not saying let's be satisfied with that and let's move no. on down the road and be happy. I'm just saying can we just can we just relax and mm. just like can we just enjoy it for a night and just and take it in and understand what we got and not come. I mean, I can't imagine living in that world where you're just pissed <laughs> off about everything. I just can't live there. Have you met my wife? All right, hey, appreciate your phone call, True. <laughs> Thanks man. for checking in, man. I mean, I'm not even kidding, dude. I can't win. Here, it's a good point, though, and I just I think it's part of sports in general. For instance, uh, I've never been this down as a fan of the Raiders. I mean, I'm down, guys, down hard. Josh Jacobs signed. Got him in camp. You got Devontae Adams. You got Josh Jacobs. Jimmy G's gone to a Super Bowl, and I can't – it's like <sighs> – I'm, I'm like the Cleveland Indian fan. I'm like Randy Quaid. It's just I'm down. And even if they win, I'll be like, well, I've got to see it again. Even if they make a move, i, well, I got to go get another guy. It's just it's never enough. But that's funny because we laugh at it. That's how Brent is. That's how Brent is. That's how Coach is. Hey, don't get me wrong. They're over the moon happy that they got a commitment. I would assume. <laughs> they're over the moon happy that they got David Stone. But they're not holding a press conference saying mission accomplished or anything of that nature, they're still out there grinding too. So it is though kind of funny how quickly that defeatist attitude gets out there, Josh. We've been burned before, I guess, is part of the problem, right? Or how quickly the enemy infiltrates <laughs> to uh, get into that comment section because, hey, let's, you know, fair is fair. Oklahoma fans were the first to jump in and say, ah, Winery's flipping. Yeah. They actually had – the rival site for Missouri is, I, I think, I think Cage McFadden and Tulsa had somehow got tweeted in my timeline that they actually had to write an article about him wearing the OU gloves because Missouri fans were freaking out about it. He wore it again in his opening weekend. So not only did he wear, not only did he wear it whenever his team played in Tulsa for Lee Summit against what was a Union, but then he wore it again this last week, and everyone's like freaking out about it. Well, wouldn't you be if you were a Missouri fan? 
I would be. I think I would be, too. Uh, all right. Quick break. Quick break. When we come back, I've got a very, very good text message that I think is accusing us of something that we're not necessarily doing, but I don't think the texter is wrong. Does that make sense? We're being falsely accused, but yet I don't think they're incorrect. We'll make sense of that next right here on The Ref. From the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, let me explain my, my tease. All right, we're being falsely accused, but again, I don't necessarily think this texture is incorrect. All right, you ready? This is from, uh, oh, where was this? Hold on. Now, this is that moment where I'm so excited because we have a good text and I, and everything freezes up on me. All right, this is um, from the 402. I find it puzzling that you guys and another OU media service is questioning Harrington as the cheetah when a certain Butkus Bednarik award winner has come out and said that will be the biggest improvement at a specific position compared to last year. First of all, we're not questioning Justin Harrington at cheetah. We know that's where he's going to play. It's just based on the buzz last year leading into the season and how much we heard that he was going to play, it just never materialized. I mean, I I remember, I think it was Bob Prisbilla. It's like, hey, this is the story of camp, what Justin Harrington has done after you know, quitting the team, after walking away from football. He had to write a letter. He had to get teammates to vouch for him to come back. It took a lot. So it was a major story, and then it just never materialized. So I think we're being falsely accused of not thinking Justin Harrington is going to to play because we know he's going to play. It's just, you know, I, we've been burned, so we don't know. I, and I never doubt Ted. You guys know that. Ted says that, then let's go. You're right. But we heard about it all year last year, Josh, and it was Deshaun White pretty much exclusively that position, right? It was. It was. And and for me, I don't know, I'm living a little bit in this world that here's Deshaun McCullough comes over, freshman All-American, and looked good, looked really good in the, the bits and pieces that we saw from the spring game. So it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around the idea that He's not going to be a serious player somewhere for Oklahoma. But, hey, I'm here for it. Right. If, it's, if it's Justin Harrington and the potential that we've heard and heard and heard about materializes into he's the starting cheetah and he's great there, mm-hmm. then uh, so be it. I just think for me that means that probably, probably McColl is going to move around and do something for Oklahoma. I, I just you would assume. Yeah. I can't imagine that he's just going to be a backup cheetah and we just don't see him. Maybe that's an or, Josh. Maybe that's an or on the depth chart. I, I don't know. Teddy's seen a lot more practice than any of us have, so he'd have the the perspective on that, and he's one of the greatest players in the history of Oklahoma. So what he says goes in my book, but it's also one of those to where we, we'd heard a lot of this last year. So 
In other words, we're being falsely accused, but you're not incorrect. <laughs> a lot of people are like, all right, we'll, we'll believe it when we see it. We'll buy into that whenever it actually plays out. Because I am a, I'm a firm believer in Justin Harrington, man. I think he's got a chance. But I also felt like I was saying the same thing last year. We were joking about it on Friday. I mean, with some of these stories, it's like a been there, done that, right? In some of these stories, it's, oh, I've heard about Marcus Major before. I've heard about this. I've heard about Justin Harrington before. That's one of my favorite things about looking forward to Saturday night. All right. When we come back. We had games this weekend. Play one of my favorite games. What'd you learn? What did we learn? We learned that USC still struggles defensively. Should not be a shocker. But did we enter Notre Dame into the playoff conversation? It's amazing the knee jerks that happened after one game. We'll dive into it next on The Ref.